Now, as usual, it's that time of the morning when we have our unedited. We started this week with a defeated Zimbabwe's opposition leader, Nelson Chamisa, ruling out the working or working with ZANU-PF and a coalition government or a government of national unity. Now, we want you to give us your top story on that number, 891 You can tell us also what you think will follow up on the week ahead. Now, Chamisa of the MDC insisted that the president, Emerson Manangagwa, rigged the election. His MDC alliance has decided to file a petition with the African Commission on Human and People's Rights. Juanita Williams is the managing editor at AllAfricanNews.com, and she had this to say about this week's top stories on the African continent. For us, it was Zimbabwe, so the Nelson Chamisa core challenge that failed. Um, and then the post-poll violence probe that's also started in Zimbabwe and that our, one of our former presidents will be chairing. Um, Theresa May being in several countries at the same time on her Africa tour. Uh, let's see what else was there. The Bobby Wine saga in Uganda. Um, Bukola Saraki declaring that he's running for president in Nigeria. German Chancellor Angela Merkel arriving in Senegal. And a Forum for Africa-China Cooperation Summit that starts next week. Well, that's a mouthful there. But let's start off uh, in Zimbabwe, where the big story, the court uh, challenged by Nelson Chamisa there uh, against uh, the loss against the ZANU-PF and, of course, uh, him out in the cold, whereas the presidency is concerned. Uh, your take on that story and the, and the angles uh, that you followed there? We definitely followed the fact that he was told to pay all costs. And so now he's sitting with a really hefty bill that he needs to pay. Um, for all of the lawyers that were brought in, including the South African lawyer he brought in, Dylan Pufo. And so that he's, he's been fundraising to actually um, try and cover those bills. And the fact that he's not giving up. I mean, it's, it's, quite, it's quite amazing that he's decided that he's not let go of the fact that he, he's planning on taking the, the challenge further. He's, um, and in the fact that his um, links with Robert Mugabe have been questioned and the fact that people are saying that he has been talking with the incumbent president, um, Nangagwa. Well, the MDC did uh, alliance that indicate that the fight is not over yet. Uh, they're going to take it to the African Commission. Uh, will this help them, uh, or is this the end of the end, end of the line for Chamisa and the MDC alliance? The MDC has uh, quite a tumultuous history, and I'm not sure that they'll be able to weather the storm just because their leadership is quite new. I mean, Nelson Chamisa does not have, he's not a heavyweight, not quite yet. Hmm. And his understanding of the political situation in Zimbabwe seems to be quite shaky. Um, but, you know, you, you have to give it to him for being so tenacious in his approach. And the NDC generally, because they have been knocked back several times and they just keep coming. I tell you that, it looks like it won't stop. But here back at home, Theresa May set foot in the country. And uh, it seems like there was some celebration sort of thing there where she was uh, getting down to a Madiba dance. Tell us more about the angles that you, <laughs> that you followed there. So the, my, my, my colleagues um, did spend quite a lot of time talking about Theresa May's dance moves. <laughs> um, but maybe we should, we, we should talk about, you know, what she actually came to do um, in South Africa and then went on to... Kenya and Nigeria. It was a post-Brexit tour. 
So there's a lot of commitments that you made to the different countries in terms of trade and in terms of you know solidifying deals with, with these countries. And it's really interesting that it's happening now. After she's been in power for, for so long, it just points to the fact that I think, you know, there, there was the, a couple of years ago the narrative that Africa is rising. And now it seems that Europe is coming to Africa to try and secure their future which is you know, very interesting. Then you had three more other stories, uh, and you can choose which one you want to take. You had Uganda, Nigeria, and Senegal. Which one? Mm, let me take Uganda, because it's, it's, it's really the most exciting thing that happened in, in Uganda for quite a while. It seems that the Member of Parliament is better known as Bobby Wine. His cries of people power are really increasing, and the international community has become involved. Um, you know, because he was arrested and then there was evidence of torture and him being beaten up by the Ugandan police and army. And then his case was thrown out of the military court and he was moved to a civil court. Then he was granted bail. Then he tried to leave the country so that he could get medical attention, apparently. And he was arrested at the airport. And, you know, the, the footage that I've seen and what I've seen from um, our coverage is that he was forcibly removed from the airport. So it seems that President Yoweri Museveni is doubling down on the opposition and it does not bode well for, for the human rights record, for, you know, the democratic sort of stances they've taken in the past. Now, I know that we, you, you didn't, because you, your focus is on African stories, but did you follow the state capture inquiry? Of course. <laughs> it's fascinating. The stories that have come out of state capture, I mean, one of my colleagues also called it, you know, these two gems coming out of, out of this massive bribes, death threats. I mean, the most recent is that Jimmy Manny has, has SMSed um, Judge Zondo <laughs> wanting to attend the state capture inquiry, which is free and open to the public. Mm. So it's it, it's kind of the the reaction that it had has had on some people in power, and just generally in the public is is really interesting. It really does read like a movie, for want of a better phrase, and not wanting to sound like a cliche. But oh. somebody needs to need to sit down with all of these people and just talk them through everything. I I found Fakey Mentor is always fascinating to listen to. Uh, Temba Masiko's testifying was was also captivating in just that you know the path that he went through was was being removed from office and the process that was all not followed by the government at the time so yes there's, there's a lot of gems coming out of that definitely sounds like a movie in the making let's take a look at the week ahead so the week ahead german chancellor angela merkel is in west africa she's just arrived in senegal as i said before europe seems to be coming to africa they're going to be speaking about economic development we're definitely going to be following that because they are speaking about economic development in terms of how it will curb migration from West Africa. She's also brought about a dozen um, CEOs with her. So, so there's a lot, of, a lot happening in the, the African business and economy world at the moment. The next thing that we're watching is the bilateral meetings that Nigeria, the Nigerian president, Buhari, will be having with um, the Chinese president and prime minister, and they're going to discuss infrastructure financing for projects in Nigeria and the upgrading of Nigeria-China relations, which is also interesting because China has really made headway 
um, on the continent as well. And then, of course, Sadat, the Senate president in Nigeria, has declared that he's going to run for president officially. And he's, he's come under fire over possibly about a year and a half now. So this would uh, be interesting to see what comes out of the fact that he's actually officially declared that he'll be running. That was Juanita Williams, the managing editor at AllAfricanNews.com. It's your time to shine. That number to dial 891 Tell me what was your top story for the week that was and the week ahead. We continue with the unedited and the ANC in the Nelson Mandela Bay region believes... If the DA heads to court challenging the legitimacy of the council meeting that appointed the new council speaker, Buyelwa Mafaya, and the ousted mayor, Mayor uh, Athol Trollope, it will be unsuccessful. Uh, unsuccessful. Also early in the morning for me, it seems. Busi Chamombe is our acting political editor here at the SABC, and she had this to say in relation to the week that was and the week ahead. I think for me the, the, the big story that stood out uh, was the looting of uh, foreign-owned shops in Soweto that we saw taking place on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and if you'll remember, Elvis, this was as a result of the day before the Johannesburg Metro Police going to and checking on uh, apparently shops that are dealing in expired goods, which is a very good thing. It's just unfortunate that it became subverted. There was obviously uh, a criminal element that also came into it, but also the fact that, um, you know, quite a xenophobic strain in the sense that the shops then that were then looted and the violence that ensued were against foreign-owned businesses. And uh, we've seen the, the South African Human Rights Commission coming out and basically condemning this and saying to people that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where people are from. As long as they're within the confines of South Africa, they are protected by the Bill of Rights. So a very good thing that became subverted and became quite bad. Uh, death toll uh, three. Mm. And next? Um, the other big one was, uh, of course, state capture that we've seen uh, taking place over the course of um, of the week. We've seen a couple of people, and you know, you know, quite quite a fiery testimony. Uh, we saw it start with uh, the chief procurement officer in the Treasury. We saw Kabisi um, Jonas, the former deputy finance minister, Feki Mento, who was a former MP uh, and a committee chair, Timber Maseko, mm-hmm. uh, the former uh, GCIS boss, and then uh, the current GCIS boss, uh, Pumla Williams. And, you know, really, when you, you listen to some of the testimony, I think the, the whole thing about state capture has been reported quite widely. It's only, But this commission is showing us about the depth of it, mm. the depth of it and the extent of it. And and we've seen Justice Zondo, the chairperson of the commission, calling for, for more people to come forward. And I think there is a lot. This is just the tip of the iceberg because we're starting to see not only what you would say, like, you know, ministers, they talk about DGs yes. having written a memorandum, uh, basically saying that they're concerned about the extent of this across uh, the public service. This was t- um, mm-hmm. Timber Maseko. But what also stood out for me was the fact that the role of the hawks mm. also is uh, quite concerning where you see evidence uh, or allegations being made that certain uh, investigations and certain uh, th- there was an effort to actually quash them. Yeah. You know, we heard uh, um, in one of the testimony uh, after um, a charge had been laid by, I think it was a fake mentor, when they turned around and said, um, apparently, 
this is a DA matter and our hands are tied because now you've implicated uh, the president. It, uh, yeah, I think mm. uh, a lot of it, it, it has revealed that a lot of work still needs to be done in terms of our crime fighting organizations. And I'd say our last, my last one, mm-hmm. the big one that kept us very busy this, <laughs> this week, Elvis. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I think um, for three days this week, there were press conferences about press conferences. We were running between the ANC, the DA and the EFF. We saw it really unfold at the beginning of the week when we saw the ousting of uh, Ethel Trollope and Nelson Nelson Mandela Bay. And then, of course, um, the follow-up one that was supposed to happen in Tswane, which uh, was quite unsuccessful. Mm. Uh, But what I think we're seeing here is that we're seeing the disintegration of the coalitions Mm. that we saw formed uh, after the 2014 and after the 2016 local government elections. And it's a worrying trend, isn't it? It is a worrying Mm. trend because apparently what we can now look forward to is there is uh, there have been threats of uh, votes of no confidence uh, against the the mayors in the Rand West City local municipality in Mafikeng next week on Thursday in Metsimaholo. Mm. So it just seems as if the, 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 there's a domino effect. Whether or not they'll be successful or not successful uh, is yet to be seen. But but definitely, I think we're seeing almost a tit-for-tat mm-hmm. that's going on. If you take me out here, I'll take you out there. <laughs> and of course, in the Northwest, we've seen the disbandment of the PEC there. Yes, mm. uh, although uh, I would say it was not much of a surprise. I think we mm. were expecting it. I think the difficulty that the ruling party uh, was now having was uh, what to do with um, with the, the former premier, the, the chairperson. Mm. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think the disbanding of the PEC uh, basically was uh, almost a kind of a way out because mm-hmm. if the PEC no longer exists, then you know the chairperson of the province then doesn't uh, have leverage or wield any power. Mm-hmm. So I think that was probably the least messy way of doing it, although they basically said they have not thrown him away. He'll be part of an inclusive group that will be campaigning during the local government elections. Mm-hmm. Looking at the week ahead, what are you focusing on? Well, the state capture, of course, continues. We will hear the rest of Pumla Williams' uh, testimony on Monday. The other one is that the the president will be in China, part of the China-Africa summit. And I think this is part of his whole investment drive. You know that uh, in October, I think it is, there's going to be an investment summit. So mm-hmm. I think this is there's going to be a lot of work that's done in the last in the next couple of days in terms of um, drumming up a lot of investment uh, for South Africa at that particular summit. Uh, and I'd say it, um, the big that for me that would be probably mm-hmm. the two big ones. That was Busi Chabombe, the acting political editor here at the SABC. And I'll